Live from the Nova Home Loan Studios, it's Cofield and Company. Here we go on a Tuesday on the road, Nova Home Loans. Football, 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 football. It's cut day. We'll get to uh, what went on with the Raiders today and around the league. A lot of shocking, eh, shocking strong, but risky moves? Risky moves. We'll obviously get to Cam Newton and the Patriots situation in just a little bit. Uh, the Cowboys situation, a quarterback. We'll hit on that later. Uh, what we hope is maybe the beginning of a revolution with the big glutes. Maybe he is a thinking man in Detroit. Dan Campbell. Adam Hill is here. Jeff's helping us out. It's Cofield. Let's do a giveaway before we get to what's trending. 364-1100-364-1100. Caller 11. You get a four-pack of tickets. Rebel football Thursday night at the Al. It's the opener. 7 o'clock. I was looking at ticket situation earlier. Still a few get-in price $33 tickets. Many of the tickets are 60 uh, for now, they're opening up the lower bowl, so should be a good crowd in excess of 20,000 tickets out there. And we got two football games this week. We'll talk about BYU and Arizona at some point later in the show. But Caller 11 right now, you get a four-pack of tickets. Rebel football taking on FCS top 12 team in Eastern Washington. And by the way, we're going to talk to the uh, EWU play-by-play guy in the 5 o'clock hour to get a preview of what the Eagles look like. And at a minimum, they're a good offensive team with a really good quarterback all right three six four eleven hundred caller eleven for the rebel tickets let's do it it's trending at three presented by nova home loans call now at eight seven 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 hundred nova so i'm freaking juiced about everything that's going on uh, around las vegas like it seems like every day or two we're adding a new event <laughs> so i thought the vibe it's weird man when something happens that potentially fits someone's narrative of being all negative they really like to run with it. And I thought it was interesting. And this isn't a commentary on 8 News Now because I, I like them. But they were really blowing up yesterday. The PBR with one of its big events bailing on Vegas for Fort Worth. So for the Dallas area. And it turned into and it was actually the, the guy who posted it was one of our buddies, Chris Matthews. Uh, Sports 8 up on Twitter. And it turned into like this thread with like 150 comments on Twitter. I'm like, okay, uh, you know, PBR is a loss. But you, like you do realize we have a stadium now where events are coming left and right between concerts. You do realize, I'm going to say you do realize 12 times. The BYU-Arizona game, I think, is pushing past 57,000 tickets sold. Right. I think they could only do 58.5 plus the suites. We have a lot of events coming here. We're adding college basketball, we're adding more football games. We have that, you know, we have like, uh, what is it? Uh, now I'm blanking on the opponent. Who the hell's coming? It's LSU and uh, was it USC? Yeah. In like 2024. Like, it's a good time now. But man, this thread turned into Vegas sucks. We're dying. The mask <laughs> mandate. It's all over. The casinos are greedy. Governor sucks. I'm like, I guess if that, if the, like, and then on top of that, it's funny because there was a story out just the other day that for the month for gambling revenue, we just set an all time record. Right. So you're right. We're we're dying because PBR is leaving with one of its big events. By the way, I thought one of the great comments on the thread pointed out that the uh, CEO 
uh, and commissioner of PBR said, well, we're excited to move to Texas. Las Vegas will continue to hold marquee PBR events, which will be announced in the coming months. Of course. <laughs> like, what is, what is all this? We're dying. Listen, there are things that frustrate me about the market and getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And, you know, with dealing, you know, with a year of COVID and smaller profits, we're trying to make the money back. So there are going to be some people who are disillusioned, who are shut out. It is, you know, frustrating at times to hear what the Raiders tickets cost or what, you know, VGK tickets are going to be or what hotel rates are right now or what it costs to go down to the strip for a meal. But in the end, most of these things are good things. And you don't want to lose an event to, of all places, Dallas. Well, and I like, I just like but the narrative. Like, let's freaking calm down. No, I like the narrative of Vegas added 3,800 events this month and lost one. <laughs> Vegas is dying. Like, okay. I, it's insane. Now, do we have too many venues? We've talked about this before. Like, there's so many venues. At some point, I would think one's probably going to have to close. And then people are going to be like, see? No, there's just way too. We talked about this the other day. I think there's like. What eleven venues of over five thousand when seats or something? when the sphere comes online with seventeen thousand seats for concerts and shows? I mean, I guess we're gonna have shows for every one of the venues in town, but I, I don't know. But you're right. There's there's there are going to be some venues where it's like, hey, we just can't keep up anymore. Yeah, for sure. And we talked about all the venues the other day, and then I think there was somebody didn't even mention because I was driving down the freeway and I saw an advertisement for a concert that's coming up, and I was like, where is this now? I, I think they're doing a pretty substantial concert at Area 15. So I'm like, are they going to have big? Co- I think it's. I actually think it's Olivia Rodrigo, <laughs> which is she's huge. Yeah. Like that's going to now we have another venue. Yeah, it's this awesome. Is nuts. It means that there's really no weekends now where there's not something going off. You know, if not like quadruple stacked. It's it's crazy. And to and to point out losing one of it. Like listen again, it's. Any event sucks, and for whoever's going to be able to work that weekend, like it, it sucks. Yeah. We get that, but don't don't use it as if you were looking for the story of see Vegas has ruined itself, Vegas is done, and this is the one that you use. You are insane. Now our take on that may be horrific by tomorrow. Sure, because I got to tell you, yesterday the beginning of the show, you and I were bouncing back and forth, and we're like. I mean, clearly, you know, Cam Newton's probably going to be the starter with the Patriots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you get up this morning, all of a sudden, Cam Newton, not the starter with the Patriots, not on the Patriots at all. Cut. How about Belichick? It, what just happened here? I don't know. Especially Mac in- Jones is this good and he's that confident in Hoyer as a backup and Cam Newton can't play. Or is there more to the story? Well, I think there's a lot more to the story. Uh, multiple things. For, the first being that, and, and I, you know, I heard this narrative out there, and it, I, I think that I think it makes a ton of sense. Um, obviously, the other one is what people are really focusing on, but the, the one that makes a lot of sense to me is they believe in Mac Jones. They do. They think he's going to be really good. They think he gives them a chance to win right now, but they also understand that he's a rookie and there could be some ups and downs. And the worst possible thing for the development of a rookie quarterback is to have a former MVP sitting on the sidelines looking over his shoulder. That's terrible for for development of a rookie quarterback. And so I think it would make a lot of sense to be like, okay, we're not going to create this controversy. We're not going to put him in that situation of, hey, you lost back-to-back games. When's it time to put Cam Newton in? We don't want to deal with that. And so it would make some sense to move on. The other one that, of course, makes a lot of sense is – 
we talk about, and, and this is something I didn't even think about till today, really, but we've talked about the, um, the starting quarterbacks around the league that haven't been vaccinated and what you're put the situation you're putting your team in, you know, it's worse than a starter, a backup quarterback who's not vaccinated. That is a disaster. It's like you have a backup quarterback who their real their real job is just be available and ready all the time. That's their job. That's the only thing they really have to do. And you're going to have somebody unvaccinated in that spot? No thanks. Well, and there was some confusion last week. I don't know what the hell happened in the end on that. There was some you know miscommunication that put Cam Newton down for five days. So the Patriots can't say it. Yeah. But it certainly seems to be a possibility that they were like, all right, if you're not going to start and there's a risk that you could poison the room, you know, take out other players. What's the point? I will say it, it is very risky. I, I guess I got to see it for like three, four games, and that doesn't even mean a whole lot. But I got to see Mac Jones before I believe this, because yeah. Hoyer ain't the Hoyer ain't it. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. With and that. for a team that's playing for now, like this is you know he just I'll say he Belichick and Kraft just spent you know, freaking hundreds of millions of dollars to acquire a bunch of new players. They're playing for now. Sure. So Mac Jones has to be ready now. Yeah, and they believe he is. And and I, I think, um, you know, I would say looking at so – that's, that's how uh, last night I was kind of freaking out a little bit. I was like, oh, man, nothing's happening. we got to get it going. So I watched uh, film on all five rookie quarterbacks for this year. And I thought Mac Jones probably looked the most comfortable of anyone. Not that he was the best necessarily. I just see he looked the most comfortable and ready. When, and I think a lot of that is, first of all, Alabama playing at an incredibly high level under Saban, well coached, and then – coming to the NFL, playing under Belichick and being in his system and and, and being there. So I think they, they feel he's comfortable. They feel he's ready. And, you know, if they're wrong, they're going to be wrong big because now they don't have the, the fallback plan. But I, th- I think that that was a major part of it to say, hey, listen, if Mac Jones does struggle at times, we don't want to answer questions every day. Although Belichick will just grunt, grunt at the questions. But we don't – there's not there's going to be questions all the time. And Mac Jones is going to be looking over. You know, you, you make you throw two interceptions in a row, and you're like, "Where's Cam? He's not. Is he warming up? Like, what's going on?" Cut day around the NFL. All right. So, what was the Raider story today? Uh, I I think the 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 thing that stands out really is the amount of guys that they kept on the roster, which in my mind is only to put on IR tomorrow. Like, and they believe that the guys will be able to come back, right? So you've got guys like, you know, Nick Morrow. Uh, who I thought could potentially be out for the year on the roster. Because if they put him on IR today, he's out for the year. If they do it tomorrow, he can come back. So Nick Morrow, they believe, could probably come back. Jalen Richard, they tweeted they treated the exact same way, which I thought he was gonna be I thought he was gonna be gone or on IR for the year. Turns out they're gonna they're I assume gonna put him on short term IR and have him be able to come back. Uh same thing with Javen White. So wow. looks like he'll he'll probably do the same thing. But they kept a lot of guys that are hurt that I thought they'd put on IR to protect some other guys from waivers, and they didn't. They're going to try to clear these guys through waivers. Uh, I, you know, I believe – I think Trey Regis gets picked up, so I think they lose out on that gamble. Um, I the running back who was looking good during the yeah, preseason. I think Dylan Stoner, who's a depth wide receiver guy, I think they really want to have back on the practice squad. He may, you know, get picked up somewhere. Um, and obviously the big, the big story, uh, which was kind of seen coming – is John Brown being released? And it sounds like he may have just said, listen, there's not a role for me here. I may get released anyway. Just cut me. So the story of Dylan Stoner or John Brown. 
Neither. Neither. Also, For now. Dylan Stoner is probably in the plans. It, it, I believe that Dylan Stoner is in the plans. They just had to expose. They they had to make a decision of who to keep on the roster now that would be able to eligible to come back at some point in the future or put guys there and, and lose them for the whole season without the chance of coming back. They decided to put all those injured guys on the roster, and now they'll uh, you know play some uh, shell game with that tomorrow. More coming up on the Raiders' cut day as we'll uh, find out if there was anyone else shocking who was released and you know what the roster moves are going to be here the next couple of days. Nova Home Loans brings you Trending at 3. It's a refi rate at Nova Home Loans. With interest rates at all-time lows, now's the time to talk to your local Nova loan officer. 877-700-NOVA. And I'll be honest, I fully thought that he was going to wind up as the starting quarterback on opening day. What I didn't expect was that the Patriots today would release Cam Newton. But what that tells you is they are so sure of Mac Jones that they felt like it would be unfair to have Cam on the roster. They thanked him and said, we are ready to go with the youngster. The new Patriot era begins now. From the fantastic Nova Home Loan Studios, it's Cofield and Company. The voice of Adam Schefter on ESPN talking about uh, Cam Newton going bye-bye on cut day. Surprise to uh, many. Mac Jones, the era has begun, as Schefter mentioned. Uh, winner of our UNLV football tickets, Ray, gets a four-pack of tickets to the game against Eastern Washington. So if you haven't had a chance to get into Allegiant, this is your chance. UNLV and Eastern Washington Thursday night at 7 o'clock. Uh, tickets start as low as 33 bucks. UNLVtickets.com is where you can go. And I was looking up today for uh, different spots in the lower bowl. So some tickets available. And then, uh, you know, next home game after that, Iowa State. That one's selling really well. But your chance to get in and watch some football this Thursday with the uh, new look. UNLV Rebels, and we'll talk more about the Rebels football team tonight on ESPN Las Vegas as we roll out the first Marcus Arroyo radio show of the 2021 season. Russ Langer and Caleb Herring host it. Uh, no Russ tonight because he's doing, I almost said 51, so Aviators. So I'll be down there with Caleb as uh, the coach will intro us to uh, the season, a lot of the new players, a lot of the potential award winners, a lot of good stories on the team, a lot of good stories, a lot of holdovers from the Tony Sanchez era who fought to stay in the program and have fought their way into the mix, which is uh, interesting is, you know, there's a whole infusion with the last two classes of new and, you know, some bigger athletes that Marcus Arroyo and his crew have brought in. So that goes down at 6.30. That's a new start time, 6.30 to 7.30, and it's at Parkway Tavern. Uh, we'll rotate back and forth between the location at Flamingo. Tonight, though, is uh, down in uh, Adams' part of town. Adam lives on the south side of town. This is over by the Raiders facility, uh, the M., the uh, Parkway Tavern, new one at Volunteer. At Volunteer. So that'll be a 6.30 start. So come on down, support the program. Maybe they'll have some tickets to give away. Maybe. Some swag. But that's a 6.30 start. All right. So players that were cut, waived releases. There's a, you know, a whole list uh, that the Raiders moved on from today. Uh, Lester Cotton, who I know you're, you'd are you be very interested in having on the practice squad, right? You thought yeah, in I thought practice he, looked, he was a monster. I thought he looked really good in a lot of the drills and, uh, yeah, looked solid. Offensive lineman. Keelan Doss has been around the program forever. You think they want to bring him back? I don't know. Okay. I, I mean, I think they know what he is. They know what he has. Uh, he's been a, a, a fine player. Um, but I, I also think they, they understand, like, 
you know, he's not really in the mix anymore. Both of the preseason running backs, B.J. Emmons and Trey Regis, were released. Isaiah Johnson, a former fourth-round pick, uh, also out. Uh, Devery Hamilton, big offensive tackle, he's out. Jimmy Morrissey, a draft pick this year, seventh-round pick at a pit center. Uh, Nick Martin makes it as the backup center over Jimmy Morrissey, but do you think Morrissey could still be in the mix? Yeah, I would imagine that they'd really want to bring Morrissey back again. He He's a guy that uh, looked pretty good at times. He definitely looked good on tape against the 49ers again. A lot of backups, but uh, looked real good uh, in that spot. So I, I would imagine, especially investing a draft pick, they don't want to completely lose him. Uh, I, I expect if he gets through waivers, he'll be back. And that much publicized Dylan Stoner versus John Brown battle, the guy who makes it is, neither. Uh, they're both out. John Brown probably headed elsewhere. You think Dylan Stoner could be a candidate to make the practice squad. And I want to say this, you know, because you'll have a lot of flipping comments, and I don't want to sound flippant here about, you know, guys who don't make the team. It's freaking hard to make any oh, of these major leagues, man. Of course. Football, I mean, and and football to me is the worst because there is no, like, there's no minor league to go to. There's no, hey, let's go make money, decent money in Europe or, you know, Southeast Asia. Like, it is a hard road to freaking make the NFL. And, you know, guys who get cut, certainly they're going to be candidates to get picked up before the season, maybe picked up during the season. But this sucks, man. You you work your ass off for five and six weeks and then the rest of the offseason if you were brought in earlier and then – you know, it's really disappointing not to make the team. And I know, you know, hard knocks, oh. the, the cut Sean hard knocks, Adam always cries. So it's very emotional, which, you know, it brings us to what I thought was a really good story last night. And I don't mean to get cheese ballish on you, but I thought this was really cool. Um, first of all, the fact that um, Mookie Betts made the major leagues is a superstar player is making whatever, $35 million a year is one of the cornerstone players now for the Dodgers is pretty incredible considering the guy he's not. You know, you see dudes who play baseball, they're getting bigger and bigger and bigger. You know, they're monsters. He's not a big guy, but he's a hell of a player and he's a five tool player. And I thought I look back because I saw the, the highlights last night of uh, his mom throwing out the first pitch, which I thought was really cool. Huh. And I look back, his uh, his actual initials are MLB. Like she had always hoped that he would make the major leagues. And so his, his initials are MLB. But listen to this uh, set of cuts. This is Dodgers TV as uh, Mookie mom comes out. And it's thrown out the first pitch, and of course, then Mookie Betts responds with a bomb. His mother threw out the first pitch. I asked Mookie, did you give her any advice? And he said, nope, it's just like playing catch. And she went out there and she did her thing, guys. And doing her thing, Diana doing her thing is always a thing. Crushes this ball a ton. Way back there and gone. Mookie home run on his bobblehead now. Mookie is not going to miss this day. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Good response in the moment. Did you see the first pitch with his mom? Like, really hamming it up. Oh, yeah. She, she enjoyed the moment. It was a good pitch. A little, sure. little, uh, you know, little outside, but she got it to the plate. That's the important thing. That's all she, that matters. She went with the smart method as well. Don't do it from the mound. That Step one. in front of the mound and just, you know, hum one in there. But the key for everyone is clearing the 50-cent bar. Don't throw it sideways. Yeah. And don't throw it straight down to the ground. Yeah. Get the ball in the direction of home plate. That's and all that matters. don't pull a Bob Costas. Ask for a redo. Yeah. yeah and get mad when someone busts your balls about it, which Costas did. Sure. He threw out a first pitch in St. Louis, and it was dreadful. And he's like, oh, come on. Let me have another chance. I'm Bob Costas. One more shot. No. And then no. he goes on a Philadelphia radio show, and they start busting his chops. Like, dude, are you asking for a second chance? And Costas got all snippy, and they're like, okay, Bob, goodbye. And they hung up on him. <laughs> yes. It, it, he is very defensive of the fact that he asked for a second chance, when you're not supposed to. It's an unwritten rule. That unwritten rule we like. Sure. Usually we hate them. 99% sure. of unwritten rules in baseball, we hate them.
I'm, I'm here for that one. Yeah, so I thought that was cool. Real cool moment. You don't cry for that, though. You don't get all no. small tea for that one. No. But, but Hard Knocks Cut Night, even though I think you know who's getting cut. I, I actually try to avoid all the Cowboys cuts. Do you put a, do you put a Cowboys filter yeah. on the, social media? The difference is, so it's going to be next week, though. Yeah. That's the problem. So usually cut, day is, usually cut day is Saturday, and it's a week out from games. And the last episode is the Tuesday, and you get all the cuts. We won't get that today. Because all the cuts were today. So we're, we're going to have to wait until next week to really get emotional. Today we're hanging out at Nova Home Loans. Give a call, Dustin DeHart and his buddy John and the rest of the crew at Nova Home Loans. Get that mortgage tune-up. They're a full-service uh, mortgage broker. 577-2600 is the number, 577-2600. We are going to talk some fantasy football with Dustin as we do every football season. But up next, our buddy Mark McMillan, who played in the National Football League and I'm sure was part of these you know nervous moments down the stretch will give us his reaction to what happened with Cam Newton and Mac Jones in New England. Cofield got his mortgage tuned up. You should too. Call 877-700-NOVA now to lower your interest rate and lower your payments. Peterman got a pump go down the middle. That ball is intercepted by Ha Ha. <laughs> is he going to take it to the end zone? Ha Ha Clinton Dix will get tripped up. Cofield and Company is on the road at the Nova Home Loan Studio. Niners TV on that one. I think. I think it was Niners TV. I know Papa does radio side, but during the uh, preseason. little extra vigor there on the call, huh? A little vim and vigor from former Raider <laughs> play-by-play guy, Greg Papa with the Woody Woodpecker. Rubbing it in a little? Yeah, I felt like it. T-Rock, Tim Ryan, also on there. I don't think he's a, a lover of the Raiders. I don't think he's a, a hater, but Touchdown. More, more of a Niners guy. Niners. Yeah, he basically did that outside of the, the long rolling R. That's what he does. All right, well, let's get into the uh, surprising news of the day as uh, Bill Belichick rolling the dice. No Cam Newton. He's gone. Mac Jones is going to be the guy. So I'm sure uh, mixed feelings on this one for Mark McMillan, who also went to Alabama like Mac Jones. Mark is out somewhere on a golf course today. What's going on, Mark? Oh, man, I appreciate you guys having me on. I was just telling Ari on, on, on the bus, man. I was like, man, it's good to be back. Finally, we got football. We can talk about some headlines going on. I know the big news coming out of New England today is Cam Newton. And, you know, we talked about this uh, in the preseason, about how many games we think Cam was going to be able to cope Mac Jones out. But, man, Mr. Belichick pulled the, tr- he pulled the trigger early. Dan, what do you think of this? Risky move? I would say it's a risky move because Mac Jones is not, you know, he's not he's not battle tested yet. You know, you think you would need a, a veteran guy uh, at least to help him along, you know, in, in tough situations, and you know that's a tough division for him to, you know, to go through a gauntlet. He did a lot of good things in college, and we always talk about from college to the pros. It's a big slip. It's a big step. And as the locker room, you figure there was a lot of guys that liked Cam Newton in that locker room, and you know to see him cut and. But it's no surprise, you know, Bill's been cutting guys, you know, major guys, you know, for a long time, and. Almost like the 49ers back in the day when they were releasing guys. Everybody thought, you know, Jerry Rice was safe and, you know, he got released. So it's a definitely a, a risk, um, you know, move for, for Belichick. But Mac Jones is a guy now. Obviously, like you said, I'm a Bama guy. I'm for the guy, but it's going to be a tough sled for that young man. Mark, I, I think part of it and the one that everybody's grasping onto is hey, like, there's no reason to keep an unvaccinated backup quarterback around, can only, you know, mm-hmm. get in the way and, and be a problem. But I think the other issue that, that I thought right away was, hey, you're trying to develop Mac Jones. You believe in Mac Jones. He's your starter. He's your guy. Right. And you mentioned Cam Newton's popular in the locker room. He's a, a former MVP. 
Like, that's probably not mm-hmm. the greatest thing for development if you've got that guy standing over on the sideline. Yeah, you know, I'm sure if Mac Jones, all, you know, all the time is probably going to be looking over his shoulder. If You know, every time Cam Newton would have made a mistake, everybody would have been, you know, wouldn't have put, uh, you know, Mac Jones in the game. And obviously with this virus thing going on, we don't know what how, how this is going to pan out. You know, he was in quarantine for 10 days for going off site. And, uh, you know, I'm sure that, you know, rub uh, Belichick the wrong way as well. And, on the wrong foot. Uh, so, you know, Mac Jones is a guy. You know, guys just going to have to rally around him. Uh, he looked pretty good in the preseason games, but it's preseason games. And, you know, most of the guys that was starting wasn't in when he was in. So it's going to be pretty interesting. But, you know, I'm a Mac Jones fan, you know, so I'm going to be pulling for the guy 100%. The Eagles finally named <laughs> – Jalen Hurts the starter. We knew that was going to be the case. I know. Well, right. I, I know. I'm, I'm, like like Adam just said, you know, you know, he, they drafted him. He's their guy, and that's what they're going with. And here in Philadelphia, it's like everybody says, you know, Jalen's a guy, but they keep bringing guys in to possibly replace him. You know, you bring Flacco in, which is a good backup plan for him, but then you bring you know Gardner Minshew in from Jacksonville, who couldn't even you know crack the lineup once his hype you know died down. So. It's going to be pretty interesting. If I'm Jalen, and Steve, we've been talking about this a lot, like, man, they're going to just be like, okay, he's our guy, and we're just going to rally behind him, put the pieces around him, and just let him grow and develop into the guy that we drafted. You know, they drafted him real high. So, you know, why do you keep bringing in these guys to possibly replace him? And as a quarterback, we know those guys are fragile anyway. Well, we were speculating yesterday that they're loading up on quarterbacks just in case they can pull the trigger on a Deshaun Watson deal. But, I mean, that thing is so up in the air. I'm not sure the Eagles would be willing to take the risk on Watson. Yeah, that, that's a that's a big risk. And, you know, for, for if anybody can Deshaun Watson to see what he has uh, as far as the legal stuff going on, you know, nobody knows what's going to you know come of that. But if you can grab up Deshaun Watson and add him to your offensive team, you know, that's a plus for anybody. So we just got to see how this thing plays out, man. It's Philly. It's the Eagles. So it's going to be pretty interesting to see how this uh, carousel turns out. Mark McGillan's with us, a former NFL player. We are both massive fans of Jameis Winston. Uh, all of us on the show are. I, I wonder what he's dealing with here, because now, obviously, the Saints have difficulties with the Hurricane, so they're probably going to have to play their first home game on the road. Uh, he's got Taysom mm-hmm. Hill looking over his shoulder, and I really don't love their wide receiver situation. Right. It, it, it's up in the air. So we don't know what the receivers are, are doing or when they're going to come into camp, when they're going to play. Um, you know, uh, it, 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 it's a mess on there right now. You, Drew Brees was the quarterback. You knew all the things were going to be in place. And, you know, Cam Newton with this being the starter, you got Tyson Hill, you know, constantly going to be looking over his shoulder. I'm sure they're going to have different packages to still get him in the game as a quarterback. And uh, Jameis Winston is an NFL quarterback. You know, he threw for a lot of yards, obviously, in, uh, in Tampa Bay. You know, he threw uh, a lot of interceptions, but he's an NFL starting quarterback. And so, I think he'll do well. Um, they just got to shore up that wide receiver room and see who's going to be out there uh, catching balls. So it's going to be pretty interesting to see, uh, uh, you know, the coach uh, handle this situation. Mark, I wanted to talk some defensive stories around the league, and we're talking about guys who played your position, defensive backfield. And I remember mm-hmm. having a couple of summer conversations with you and and you know some of the guys that you'd mentored or uh, had worked with in the past. Like uh, we, you know, we talked to Cam Curl, who really. Uh, went mm-hmm. gangbusters last year as a seventh-round pick for the Redskins. And I remember part of that conversation was when you first come in as a young guy without a name, what do you do in camp? And apparently, according to PFF, uh, based on preseason play, there were a couple of guys who made big impressions. One is the fifth-rounder for the Raiders, Nate Hobbs. And then the other one is your buddy and right. you know, really one of the guys you worked with because you're friends with his dad. I guess Elijah Molden has turned out at least early look at him 
to be a pretty good value pick with the Titans. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of Hobbs, you know, what he's been doing in the preseason. Um, you know, he's come from a great program. Um, you know, they have the defensive backs in the league before. Obviously, Elijah Molden, you know you know how I feel about him, man. He's a great young man on and off the field. He's a student of the game. And if you watch those guys play uh, in preseason, those are the two guys that really jumped out out of all the rookies uh, that they drafted. Um, you know, so Sertain, you know, jumped off the, uh, off the charts when he – you know, the first play he got in the game, you know, they, they threw a pick six to him. So, um, Hobbs, uh, aggressive guy. I said this a couple of weeks ago. Um, you know, I, I think he's going to be that third cornerback that the Raiders are looking for. And with Elijah Moden, with him being in that nickel-slash-safety position um, that he played in college as well so well, and, and you saw it in some of the preseason games. You know, I think one game he had eight tackles, a PBU. Uh, he had a sack. So, those are the same things that he was doing in college that he's transferring over into the National Football League. And you know me, Steve, I'm a big fan of that young man. Well, around the NFL, uh, people want more and more defensive back safeties. Uh, it kind of looks like it's a necessity with the Raiders. What do you make of the Raiders' uh, linebacking issues right now with injuries, and can they make up for it by playing a lot more of the safeties? Uh, it, it's going to be tough, you know, especially uh, you know uh, losing some of the guys that they lost already. And um, I don't see them really replacing those guys with, with quality linebacker play. Uh, that they were getting. So it's going to be um, guys that they're going to have to plug and play. And, you know, guys are going to be out of position a little bit. So the good thing about that division, you know, they throw the ball a lot. So, you know, the, the Broncos, you know, they're sitting back, but they're trying to spread it around. Uh, the Chiefs is a spread spread offense. So uh, the Chargers, they're trying to, you know, showcase their quarterback with their receiving core as well. So it won't be as bad as, uh, you know, as you're playing in a different division where they're running the ball down to throw. But, you're going to need some guys to go out there and be able to cover as well as be able to fill the run uh, when it started down, when it's second and, second and five, when you need that guy to fill the gap. Voice of Mark McMillan here on Cofield and Company, of course, played with the Eagles and Chiefs and several other teams in the NFL, played at Alabama. All right, Roll I want to take Miami. I want to take Miami plus 19 uh, over Bryce Young in his debut and, and Bama. Am I crazy? No, you're not crazy. And I, I know a lot of people are talking about Bryce Young. Uh, you know, obviously, that's coming off right. Uh, injury and you know the first game he gets to play is Alabama which you know our strong point this year what everybody was talking about is going to be our defensive the ball you know we lost some guys but uh, the defensive side of the ball got better they got faster uh, they got more guys up front that can get after the passer um, King is a guy that can run outside the pocket and and make plays, plays happen with his feet but it's going to be re- that's a tough task for Miami I know when people say Miami they think of the old Miami. No, that's not the. It's not the same Miami that we're going to be facing. So, you're probably spot on with your bet, Steve. And you know, if anybody says anything different, man, it, it's going to. I don't think this game is going to even be close. To be honest, you know, uh, you know, we're, we're plug and play. Bryce Young is a starting quarterback. Who's a five-star guy coming out of modern day California? Uh, he's got weapons around him, so it's going to be pretty interesting. But Miami's going to be in for a long night. So Mark's a Southern California native. I'm uh, from the Northeast. We're not farm guys, but I, I thought you actually looked kind of natural in some of your videos. I saw you last week hanging out with ducks and cows. What the hell was going on? <laughs> yeah, we were up here at, uh, you know, we're up here in, uh, you know, Hamburg, Pennsylvania. You know, where we're on uh, LeFevre Farms, and, you know, they invited us out. Uh, they shipped a couple of their products out to me, as well as uh, Tasty Duck. We're on a duck farm, and, you know, this duck farm holds, a million ducks on their property, a million ducks. And, you know, I had an opportunity to see the beef, 
uh, on the favorite farm. So, you know, I'm still on like a little food farm tour, man. You you take a guy from South Central L.A. and you, you set him in the middle of Hamburg, Pennsylvania, and the guy's out here playing with bulls and cows and, and ducks. Did you, did you count the ducks? No, they told us there, there are a million ducks. Because, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a million ducks on that farm. I, I promise you there's a million ducks. We wouldn't have just went for one <laughs> facility. And there were probably like a couple of hundred ducks, 100,000 yeah. ducks in that one facility. And I, I took a video of it. I was just amazed and astonished. That they're sitting on 600 acres of land. And, you know, it's it's tasty duck. And one of their main accounts is the MGF there in Vegas. So their duck is, is in Vegas. So, you know, I'm going to bring you guys some ducks. I, I already know... I'm going to put some duck on the grill. We're going to sear it. We're going to get some steaks. We're going to do it right, man. We're going to tailgate. Uh, man, Adam, man, I miss you, man. So w- welcome back, man. We'll we, we back again, baby. Football's here. Perfect. Football's here. All right, Mark, we'll see you next week. We'll talk to you next week when you're back in town. All right, appreciate you guys. There it is, Mark McMillan. Grillin' McMillan, touring rural Pennsylvania. Very interesting. <laughs> Playing a lot of golf, too. I saw him the other day uh, hanging out with Andre Reed. That's a lot of ducks. A million. I like that. Did you count them? Yeah, I counted them. <laughs> yep. I personally account for that number. If I go to a farm and they tell me there's a million, I'm counting. Uh, on the way back, let's get to this little fantasy football. I know everyone's got their drafts coming up. They probably had a couple of drafts already in the books. We'll uh, get some reaction on some of the sleepers that are being put out there by some of the major sites. And uh, also, yeah, there is a little bit to investigate here from a fantasy standpoint with Cam Newton going bye-bye from the Patriots. Join the conversation on Twitter at ESPN Las Vegas. Lines up inside. Coots broke his tackle, but the running back got by him. Explodes to the 20. Headed for the end zone. Can anybody stop him? No. Touchdown, San Francisco. McCoy beats the man, gets double teamed, and a running back battles his way for a touchdown. That's his power running. And Mr. Hastie's now scored two. It's time to Trust Us. Presented by Dustin DeHart at Nova Home Loans. Call him today at 577-2600. Raiders Radio. Of course, you can hear the games on our sister station. Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Brent, not happy about the hasty touchdown. I got to tell you, if you're playing fantasy football and you've drafted some of the better-known guys on the Niners, if hasty gets playing time again, it's a disaster for the Niners. Because last year was outrageous how deep you had to go in the running back ranks, <laughs> right? Um, but that, that was last year. I We'll see what happens this year. Uh, Dustin DeHart, Nova Home Loans is here with us. 577-2600 is the number. We all love playing fantasy football. Uh, we're going to be in a draft uh, tomorrow night together. Are yeah, you ready? You got I'm your ready. cheat sheet? You ready? forward to it. All right. <laughs> all right. So First one. Adam, what were your impressions? Well, first of all, we do auction leagues. Sure. And we do them. Most leagues do the snake draft. Um, I prefer auction, but I get, I get snake is a whole different strategy. And I think one of the first things we have to examine is what just happened with Cam Newton today. Um, Mac Jones is not going to be, he's not a, he's not a, in a 12 team league. He's not a starting quarterback. If you've got two quarterbacks, you have to start, then certainly he's in the mix. Uh, Cam Newton scored a lot of touchdowns on the ground and a lot of short touchdowns. Is Belichick vulture. Yeah. Is Belichick going to go with one guy as his power back to get the touchdowns? Is it going to be Damian Harris? Uh, no, it's going to be Ramondre Stevenson, I think. Really? Well, you love Ramondre Stevenson as <laughs> a local. Yeah. He's a freaking bulldog. Yeah. That's what's so tough. You know, every time you zig, 
Belichick seems to zag on fantasy running backs, right? I think he does it on purpose. I mean, you feel like there's more clarity with Sony Michelle gone, but uh, yeah, you know, I would thought Damian Harris, but I saw saw all the stories today about it. I'm like, well, I mean, what is Ramondre if not a goal line guy? Like, that's what he's going to be. So I I don't know. Maybe he's not. I didn't even look if he I think he made the team. I don't know. I didn't even look at the Patriots <laughs> cuts yet. Uh but I thought that's what I thought that's what they wanted him for. So I, I would assume that that's the guy that gets the touchdowns around the goal line, which means you can't draft Patriots running backs anymore. Yeah. Is there a rookie quarterback that you guys really like? I mean, we just mentioned Mac Jones. Trey Lance could be interesting. I mean, there's more and more talk about you know, red zone packages for Trey Lance. So that I just have certainly a feeling. bumps him up even if he's not the starter. Yeah, he's it's him becoming the starter is going to take a lot longer than Fields, in my opinion, right? I mean, that's the only thing I look at because the night, I mean, Garoppolo is still good. The Niners are a great team. You know, I know, you know, Andy Dalton or Dalton's supposed to start week one, but I could see him by week two start. And Lance is hurt now. Oh, so yeah. Well, there you go. That's the, I mean, they think it's only going to be a week, but you never know. Those things can linger. I mean, the obvious ones are Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence because they yeah. don't really have backups now. So they're playing. Sure. Now, does that, but does that mean they're any bit attractive from a fantasy standpoint? They could just get destroyed mm-hmm. to start the season, be very ineffective. Yeah, I think the Jaguars could be bad. Should have to throw a lot, um, put up numbers. I mean, that's what you're really looking for. One of the keys you're looking for in a quarterback is who's going to get the most opportunity, who's going to throw the ball over the field, you would imagine. That's why, by the way, Derek Carr was such a good fantasy player last year. Nobody was really drafting him. But when you have such a bad defense and you're going to throw the ball, uh, that becomes a f- attractive uh, from a fantasy perspective. So I, I don't know. that the, I think the Jets are going to try to play low-scoring games and run the ball, and I, I know that Wilson is talented. He could probably put up some points, but I feel like they're going to play a different style of game. The Jaguars might be in trouble where they have to throw it, so that might be worth it. And I think Field and Lance have got so much pub lately, fantasy-wise. Like, you're not really getting them for a steal, where the other two guys you could probably, you know, probably pick them up off the waiver wire. You know, it's funny. In our auction game. league, they all went for about the same. Did they? Huh. Uh, That's interesting. I, I have well, a feeling Fields I mean, is going to go for more than you want to pay for. Fields was picked early, but he was cheap. Trust me, Deshaun Watson went for a lot more than they did. Well, you got because you had money left at the end. You didn't spend oh, your you money. Got, you, you got <laughs> you Watson. Got, yes. He got stuck yeah. and he tried for Deshaun <laughs> yes. Watson. What'd you pay for him? Twenty dollars. Uh, I mean, I, I had. He, like he should have been like three bucks, but yeah. he, he mismanaged his cap. <laughs> did you, was there? Did you feel? Going into this, do you feel there's an established, like, high-end, top-eight quarterback who maybe the vibe isn't as strong on this year? Because I think there's definitely some doubts about Dak Prescott. And I also felt like uh, in, in one of the leagues I was in, I thought, like, I didn't I, – I didn't I don't know. It didn't feel like people were feeling it for Russell Wilson, well, which I didn't say, get it. Yeah, yeah, that's, well, that's, that was, all, that's every year. It's yeah. every year, and I don't, right. I don't understand why. He's always, like, I've had Russell Wilson as my fantasy people quarterback. People went crazy over – I like Kyler Murray. But He's very good fantasy quarterback. Russell Wilson Run. starts slow, too. Well, last year was the opposite, right? He came yeah. out of the gates awesome. Oh, yeah, then yeah. they were like, we're yeah. going to pound the ball and play defense, and his numbers yeah. went down. But at the at the yeah. end of the season, his numbers are still boffo. Yeah, it, I, there's for whatever reason, Russell Wilson always falls, which is why I almost always have him because I usually wait on quarterbacks. Um, there's also the the element of, like, if you – unless you're Pat Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers, if you're not a mobile quarterback, you're going to fall in fantasy. Like, if the running game is so important – and that's also the the side note on Trevor Lawrence, which I, I don't think a lot of people realize. I'd have to go back and look. I think in the, his last two years at Clemson, he ran for a total of 17 touchdowns. Hmm. Like, he does run the ball. Hmm. Um, he's not looked at as the most athletic guy because he looks like a doofus. But he, he actually does <laughs> yeah. have some athleticism. So I, I don't know that he's going to – in fact, I'll, he's not going to run at the same rate uh, that he did in college. But 
Um, it is something to look for that he does have that ability to run the ball in himself, which does make him a little bit more attractive. Uh, I would say the one, Dak, right? I mean, Dak for sure. Yeah. But Dak's I mean, already he, hurt. He can't like that's, that's a hard knock. I mean, uh, he feels lower than he should be. It's like if Dak isn't hurt with those receivers, well, like, and it's also it's also up. hard knocks because like yeah. usually you get a hard knocks bump of like yeah, yeah, yeah. these guys are featured, they're <laughs> going to be <laughs> this great. Time it's down. Yeah, yeah, and this time it's like oh, right, Dak, right. well, first of all, McCarthy is a buffoon so that makes him drop <laughs> right. but but i think uh you look at Dak prescott he's not throwing the ball they're worried about him so then all of a sudden people go oh i'm not going to draft that guy much like cd lamb people do freak out about because he looks great on the show um but i i mean mine honestly if you want to look at top eight guys that are not getting the love they should dude aaron Rodgers is falling tremendously in all the drafts that i'm doing and i'm like okay you guys don't want to draft. okay i'll take him in the seventh round that's fine like I usually wait till nine or ten in a snake draft to get a quarterback. You don't want to. You don't want to get Aaron Rodgers. Okay, I'll settle for him in his MVP season last year. It, it's crazy that he's fallen so far, but that's the guy that I've seen fall in a lot of drafts. I feel like Herbert's going a little too, too high. Way too opinion, high. You know, way too high for multiple reasons. First of all, we talked about him. We had uh, um, who was on? Oh, Sam Monson from PFF last week talking again about. Uh, some of the numbers and they're actually they, they're not they're not as down on him as they were before because the Chargers made a lot of changes but you know he talked again about the the numbers that are sustainable from year to year among quarterbacks Justin Herbert was very bad in last year and the ones that aren't sustainable he was very very good at right. so that's why they expect some regression but there's another factor in this I think the Chargers might have the best defense in the league yeah and so you're not going to be throwing the ball over the field if your defense is great so that's that's another part you have to look at in fantasy sometimes where you know, you, you, you have to also consider opportunity and, you know, situation and games. Right. And if the Chargers defense is as good as I think it could be, why would they be throwing the ball over the place? It doesn't yeah. make any sense. And Burrell's a guy, like, if I can get him as my number two quarterback, because I think they start out a little slow. I, I just been – I mean, if he wasn't hurt, I think Burrell's set to have a massive year. Oh, I mean, the line. Adam, is not, Adam is not a He's Joe not a Burrow, Burrow guy. Burrow I said, I am. But, I but, uh, his, uh, his, uh, he was historically bad on anything over 20 yards last year. <laughs> um, but, I mean, you could, you could fix it. Again, the whole world is askew. No, <laughs> nobody has ever done what Josh Allen did. He had two horrific seasons and then an, like an all-star or like an MVP caliber season. So now all of a sudden you're like, well, who, who knows? You know, uh, I, I was looking last night. You know, like the most comparable player over the last five years of Josh Allen's first two years um, is actually Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew and Josh Allen, the first two seasons, are almost the same player. And so, so like so is Gardner's gonna be Gardner Minshew is gonna be an heavy and Gardner Minshew can't down. keep a job. And all of a sudden Gardner but he but Josh Allen breaks out last year. So yeah. like yeah, anybody can break out. Joe Burrow could get unbelievably better. Um I know there was some concern in training camp that he was still like kind of shaky in the pocket, like who's gonna hit me? Who's where's this hit gonna come from? Right. And now Jamar Chase has the yips. So who knows what he happens the there? What? The yips. Oh, the t- <laughs> He's dropped four straight passes. Uh, and if if people saw what they tried to do the other day. It's kind of disturbing. They're scared because hmm. they put Jamar Chase on the field for one route. They threw him a wide receiver screen to be like, all right, man, let's just get you a catch. Let's get settled in, all get right, you a catch. And it, my rankings. and it hit him in the helmet. <laughs> it hit him right in the face in the helmet. And then they're like, all right, get out. So, it, I mean, I still think Jamar Chase is going to be great, but, like, there's got to be some concern there. They tried to get him an easy catch, and it hit him right in the face mask. Hmm. Tight end philosophy. Kelsey, Kittle, Waller all have ADPs inside of 28, so – in a 12-team league, you know, going by the early part of the third round. Is that overdoing it? With, oh, with no. Kittle especially. Kittle, me. Eh, you know. 
Kittle's a lot of mouths to feed now. They scheme him very open. Yeah. So so Kittle, I think, should still be pretty good. I would wait on Kittle. But with in a PPR league especially, the advantage you get from having Waller or Kelsey, Kels, yeah. uh, I keep slipping up and calling him Kelsey, uh, the advantage you get from having Waller or Kels, uh, you you have a major edge over everyone would every single Would you draft week. Kelsey in the first round? I, I, I've where, been where thinking is, about Where does it. he slip? Like, I've been thinking about it. Like, I... I have he's ten. Are you grabbing his ADP? Uh, like according to this one, is eleven point eight. Oh, okay. so right at the end of the first round. Yeah, okay. and that's about where. Like, if I'm picking there and he's still there, that's when I start thinking about it. Um, Saquon Barkley, Kelsey. Yeah. yeah that's, what do you do? I mean, Which I would one? Go Saquon. I, I don't know. I've got. I've got PTSD with, with Saquon. It's the <laughs> so do I. Yeah, please. I've had him. I've had him. But, and like, like when you go, you go down to the beginning yeah. of the season, you're like, all right, well, it's over. And I also can't figure <laughs> it out because they actually played him in the in the preseason finale, and he looked freaking awesome. And then they came out today, like, eh, probably not ready for week one. Like, what, why is he playing in the preseason game then? Wasn't that long ago? This guy was going to be the best running back ever. Too, <laughs> like, you know? what are we doing? Yeah. So know. it's it, it's it's, it's crazy. A tough year. It yeah, really is. but it's also it's and it's also a weird year in that there's two weeks off between the last preseason game and the first game, which we've never really had before. So it, it's interesting to see. And by the way, if you noticed around the league, a lot of guys cutting veterans because they have the, that extra time where they can actually manage the roster a little bit. It's weird. It's a weird year. Drafting in the beginning or the end is definitely an advantage. I think you know that middle. You really have to think about it because there's so <laughs> many. Oh, do I get? You know what I mean? Like who am I going to take? First, well, first top, top five guys know. right now are McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, Kamara, Zeke, then Chubb, then Devontae Adams. See, I was all in on Derrick Henry last year. I'm a little, little, little timid. Well, it worked for you last year. To, yeah, no, I, I, I get it. I got yeah, it. I know. But, but you feel like the wheels are going to come off yeah, at some point? Yeah, just like he's at some just point you been can't ran get, to the ground so You much, can't get 500 you know? touches a year. Right. <laughs> like keep it going. It's crazy. It's something's going to happen. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Good deal. Good deal. Uh, not so great news on the uh, real estate front. I was just reading a story the other day about man, our rents are now up twenty percent. That crazy year, you know, year over year. So what's what's the deal? I mean, what do we do? Well, what, what do you tell people? A homeowner. When, yeah. I mean, what yeah. do you tell? But but obviously, there's been inflation. Yeah. So uh, here's the crazy thing: rents have gone up twenty percent, but so has property values. I mean, that's right. crazy. You know? Yeah. I, I get it. It's not that easy to find a house nowadays, and. You know, prices have shot way up, but look. Is there more inventory now? Is, there is. It jumped up a little bit? There's about 40% more than we've had three months ago. Now, that right. sounds like a lot, but just, we're still at DEFCON 5 as right. far as supply is concerned. But it's heading in the right direction. You know, sales have come down a little bit. So we're starting, you know, the, the market's cooling off, so to speak. It's not going up like a, you know, like a rocket right now. So, you know, the, people are getting offers accepted without appraisal contingencies and all this crap nowadays and bidding. $50,000 over. So, you know, it's a good time to look into it. Rates are still historic lows. Thank God they're not going up right now. So, you know, we have down payment assistance programs. If you need help with that, if you have credit issues, we can help you with that as well for free. So all you got to do is try. Yep. Simple as that. Give them a call. 577-2600 is the number. And we're going to be doing our fantasy draft actually up online tomorrow. So people can actually watch it. Very exciting stuff, but we have a lot of fun. <laughs> and at some point there will be the yearly Adam meltdown over some <laughs> unknown player who, uh, you know, we talk trash about or actually talk positive about Adam has his hooks into him. And then one person out of nowhere starts bidding on the person more, that screws Adam over. More likely, we'll get a meltdown, which happened the other day over connection issues where you're like, I'm going bidding. You're like, All right, I got this guy for sure. Like, I'll pay whatever I take. What, what happened to my Internet? OK, I lost. Him. Yeah, it happened to me last year. I, I 
the next day I had six players I didn't bid on, but you guys did a good job for me. I think you I the made, Super Bowl. Did you win the league or finish? You finished in the final game. Yeah, so. It was actually better off. Yeah. That actually, in, in a way, uh, the first league I did this weekend, that was sort of my philosophy. I really, I did not care if I blew out most of my budget yeah. on about five guys. I'm like, I'm just doing pickups. Yeah. So we'll see if it works. I may have a disaster of a team, but I, I went and got guys I wanted for sure at running back and, and tight end. It's the beauty of an auction draft. Dustin Hart, 577-2600. We roll on here from Nova Holmes. On the way back, we'll get to our football frenzy headlines. And then uh, the expert from Pro Football Talk, Miles Simmons, will chime in on cut day. Trust Us is presented by Dustin DeHart at Nova Home Loans. Call today at 577-2600 to learn how to purchase a home with $20,000 in down payment assistance. Dial up Dustin now, 577-2600.